Hi guys, it's Claire and this is the Coached by Claire podcast. If you want some company in your pursuit of a healthier, stronger, fitter you, then you've come to the right place. Strap in for stories about my own journey and useful education about how you can improve your health and achieve the goals you've always wanted. Hi guys, welcome to episode 48 of the podcast and for those of you on the Shape Up programme, this is your fifth Q&A and I've only got two questions for this week which is absolutely fine. I did say last time I think that as we go on further through this there'll be less of a need to do two a week so this week I'm just going to do the one. If we find as we go on that there are more questions that need to be answered, then of course I will do more again. That's absolutely fine. But as you get into it more and you feel like you know what you're doing a bit more, there's there will naturally kind of be just less questions. And yeah, of course, that's absolutely okay. And the questions might become a little more specific. Um, I guess like they are today, actually. But um, and then there's just something else that I'm going to touch on. Um, after I've done the questions so the first question was from Bex and she said if you can't meet your steps should you lower your calorie intake so the short answer to this is no however there is a bit of a caveat to this and it does slightly depend on the circumstances so all of you have got a step count of 10,000 you were all happy with that um I don't set all of my clients step counts of 10,000. Some of my one-to-ones are on slightly lower than that. Some of them are on higher than that because they consistently do higher than that. And it's not about trying to fit you all into a box that you're not going to fit into. It's about me meeting you where you're at and helping you get to where you want to be. But for actually all of you on this program at the moment, 10,000 is kind of where you're at. If some days you are slightly under, maybe you've hit seven or 8,000, that's fine because other days you're likely to be a little bit over and over the week it will balance out and you'll average out at about the 70,000 steps for the week. Even if you're kind of for a whole week, 65,000 steps, that's fine. You don't need to do anything to lower your calories. If you're consistently under your steps, and quite far under your steps. Say, for example, you're hitting 5,000 steps a day and doing that consistently and you're not able to get it higher than that, then potentially we would look at bringing your calories down slightly. However, what would be a better solution to that is to look at how we can get you to increase your step count a bit more because lots of research shows that the more sedentary you are, the more at risk you are at different types of diseases as you age. And the more active you are, the less at risk you are of those diseases and the more likely you are to actually prolong your life. So just being active, just being able to move around, sit down less, stand up more is going to be so good for your health. And for all of you, I would want you to be doing more than 5,000 steps a day. Now, this might not be the case at all. You you all, are, I think, are probably doing more than that. Um, but just so that you know, this is kind of where I want you to be. And I was listening to something yesterday. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about time and how people say quite often, oh, I'm really busy, like I can't find the time for X, Y, and Z. And we forget that like time is not just found. It doesn't just land in our laps. We're all busy. We've all got a ton of stuff going on. There's always 
we're always going to feel busy. We're always going to feel like we don't have time or we can't, you know, find the time for something. But time is not just found, time needs to be created. And so if you're consistently under your steps, I want you to tell me, I want you to put a message in the group and let me know where you're at so that we can look at how you can create more time to get a bit more activity in. And it doesn't have to be that if you're only at 5,000 steps, you have to jump to the 10,000. It can be worked up too slowly because sometimes, you know, it takes a while to work out how you're going to fit these things in. And actually yesterday, um, Carolyn was saying, and this is one of the things I'm going to touch on at the end, but Carolyn was saying that she'd had a bit of an off day. She was slightly off piece with the nutrition and whatever, and she hadn't done very many steps. And my suggestion to her was that if she could that evening go out of her house and just do a few steps outside, it doesn't have to be anything major, just literally maybe up and down the road a few times for 10 minutes, perhaps get an extra thousand steps, 20 minutes get an extra 2000 steps because the more if your if your steps are super low you're going to get much more benefit from those first chunk of steps than you will from the second chunk of steps it's like the law of diminishing returns like you get the most of your benefit out of your steps from like the first 7000 and then you get less benefit from the next 3000 it's still benefit absolutely but it's less than the first 7000 if that makes sense so even if you can only go outside for 10 or 20 minutes get an extra 1000 or or 2000 steps like that's going to benefit you so much um anyway carolyn's response to this was yes when i put the kids to bed this is my plan i'm going to go out and i'm going to have some me time and you know blah 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 and that is her creating time for herself because in that situation it would be super easy to be like well I've had a really hard day I'm gonna sit down and scroll through my phone I'm tired like I can't be asked and all of those things okay like it's absolutely okay to feel like that but when you've got a goal and you're trying to improve your health and you're working towards something it's really important that you challenge yourself in those moments and you say to yourself okay like i want to sit on the sofa right now and not move but i know that if i go and do this that aligns with my goal and i know that i'll feel better for it afterwards so i'm going to go and do it and you carve out that time for yourself time is not just found we have to create it and you know, we're all busy. Lots of you have children, you have full-time jobs. Some of you have grandchildren. Like there's, there's different things going on for everybody. And some weeks and some days you won't be able to create that time because it's just not logistically possible. But I bet if you stop and have a think about the majority of your days, there probably is somewhere where you can create 10 minutes for yourself to go and do some extra steps. So in a nutshell, no, I wouldn't look at reducing your calorie intake unless your steps were super, super low and it was really difficult to to find, and I'm saying find now, but create the time to then go and do those things. So if anyone is aware that they are consistently quite significantly below their step target put a message in the group and we'll have a chat about it and we'll look at like how perhaps you can create some more time to do those things and the other thing about that is that that is the like ultimate self-care when you 
are able to create that time for yourself to work on you, that's the ultimate self-care. And we often think of self-care as like having a bath, reading a book, doing a face mask, whatever it is. And yeah, all of those things, of course, are self-care. But when you're able to recognize that you're, you need to prioritize yourself to align your behaviors with your goals, that's the ultimate self-care because that ultimately is what's going to make you feel better long-term um, and not just better in the moment as well, if that makes sense. The second question was from Jess and I think it was a bit of a tongue in cheek question, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. And it said how to record three licks of a Cornetto. And this was because she took her children out to get an ice cream, I think. And her daughter chose a lolly that she then decided she didn't want to have. And instead she wanted Jess's Cornetto that Jess had got for herself. So Jess had had three licks of her Cornetto before giving it to her daughter. And she reframed this really well in the group. And she was like, you know, today something good that's happened in my day is I had to give my daughter my Cornetto, which meant I didn't end up spending those calories on that. So that was a really great reframe. But if any of you are actually like, oh, well, how would I record that? How would I track three licks of a Cornetto? The answer is you don't. You absolutely don't need to. Three licks of a Cornetto is going to be really minimal calories. If you ate half a Cornetto, I would say yes, probably scan in the barcode on the Cornetto and put in that you had half and track it because that's going to be like a higher amount of, of calories. But if it's three licks, it's literally going to be nothing. And I don't know if I've ever spoken to you guys about this before, but um when you when if you think about a pound of fat like one pound of body fat equates to 3500 calories of energy that's how much energy is in one pound of body fat so in order to gain just a pound of body fat overnight you would have to eat 3500 calories over and above your maintenance calories so for a start all of you are in a deficit three licks of, three licks of a cornetto is not going to take you up to maintenance and it's certainly not going to take you 3,500 calories over your maintenance. Um, but I just wanted to talk about this to like put things in perspective a little bit. Because I think sometimes we worry and this is what pushes us sometimes into the fuck it bucket that like, oh shit, you know, I've eaten X, Y and Z today. Well, I fucked it. I've ruined it all. So I might as well just continue on this downward spiral and continue, you know, eating whatever it is that I'm eating and, you know, not sticking to the plan. But you'd have to go like way over your calories just to gain one pound of fat overnight. And actually, there are studies that show that because of how your body works and your basal metabolic rate and all of the rest of it and all of the other things that are involved in like digesting food. So the thermic effect of food and all of that sort of thing, you'd actually have to eat probably nearly double that in order to gain an actual pound of body fat overnight. So you'd have to eat nearly 7000 calories over your maintenance in order to gain one pound of body fat overnight which is like probably impossible I don't think I mean I think that would be really really difficult to achieve now most of you or all of you are on deficit calories that are gentle enough that you can sustain them and that you know three licks of a cornetto is like not going to take you over but it's not your deficit isn't harsh enough that it's not sustainable and that you're going to find yourselves really, really hungry all the time. And 
one thing to say about this is that if it's yeah three licks of a cornetto and you don't you don't track it doesn't fucking matter it's not going to make any difference but because your deficit calories are not super harsh because that's not safe for them to be super harsh the difference between your maintenance and your deficit is actually only probably like a couple of pieces of buttery toast or something it's not masses and masses of food so if every day you were having things small things like a couple of pieces of toast here and there maybe a handful of nuts spoonful of peanut butter that sort of thing that would probably take you to or slightly just above your maintenance and while in the short term that's going to make next to no difference because you'd have to eat nearly 7000 calories over your maintenance to get to gain just a pound of fat overnight over a long period of time that will compound it will add up and it will result in weight gain which is why when people come to me quite often and they say oh you know like i don't eat quote unquote badly i have quite a healthy diet yada 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 actually when we look at the the amount of energy that they're consuming they are consistently consuming over their maintenance and therefore that is what is causing the weight gain it's not that they're having like a giant domino's pizza every night it's not that they're having 17 cornettos in a day every day through the summer it's that probably every day they're having their maintenance calories and then they're having couple of pieces of toast before they go to bed or the spoonful of peanut butter or whatever it is and that tips you over into your surplus and over time that compounds and will result in weight gain so no you don't need to record three licks of a cornetto but if you were consistently eating something that you thought oh this doesn't really matter it doesn't really count it's only a few calories it's better to try and record it because then you can actually see where you're at Um, And then to move on to the last thing that leads me on nicely to that is that going back to what Carolyn had said yesterday um, and that she'd not had a great day and she had not kind of been thinking about her nutrition as much. She actually then tracked her food retrospectively last night and looked at um, what she'd actually eaten through the day. And to her pleasant surprise, she was actually not that far over her calories at all. I think it was like some 80 calories or something over, which would mean she was still in a deficit. Um, But I wanted to talk about this because it's really important when you're in that space where you're feeling like you're spiraling a little bit and that you're reaching for things that you wouldn't necessarily want to reach for or that aren't necessarily in line with your current goals that you do still try and track them. Like if you want to eat the Snickers, have the Snickers, but just track it. And then at least you know where you're at. And that alone will help keep you on track a little bit more and give you an idea of like, okay, well, how can I pull it back the rest of the week? You know, you don't you don't have to then jump into the fuck it bucket just because you've had a day or an afternoon that's not been as considered as you want it to be. We all have days like that. Those days are going to come. And what you have to remember is that allowing that to consume you and jumping into the fuck it bucket is not going to help you. It's not going to help you get out of it. It's not like, oh, when people have said to me before, I just need to have a binge and get it out of my system and then I'll be fine. Like, I don't agree with that. I don't think that that is a thing. I actually don't think that that makes you feel better. 
in fact a lot of the time it makes you feel worse what's better is just to acknowledge that like okay this thing's happened I'm gonna draw a line under it it doesn't matter it's absolutely fine I'm allowed to eat all of this food there's no problem with it it's not bad food I'm not a bad person for eating it there's no shame around what I've eaten I'm just gonna track it see where I'm at with my calories okay I've gone 80 calories over I've gone 100 calories over that's fine that's not broken the bank I'm actually still in deficit for today I can wake up tomorrow morning and I can continue as normal in my deficit I don't need to hold back any calories I don't need to go and do anything extra to to make up for the fact that I've eaten this food today it's fine and if you do that and you find that actually you have gone way over your maintenance calories and you are in a surplus, I still want you to just draw a line under it and wake up the next day and reset and get back to your normal habits. Again, like you don't have to pull back calories later on in the week. I always say this to you guys, but I much prefer you to, if you know you've got something social coming up, prep for it by cycling calories beforehand rather than holding them back afterwards. Because when you hold them back afterwards, it can sometimes feel like a bit of a punishment because you've enjoyed yourself or you've had something that you would usually label in your mind as quote unquote naughty, like the day before or earlier on in the week. And most certainly I don't want anyone going out and like doing extra runs or punishing yourself in the gym because you've had too much food. Like that's not why we exercise. We exercise to keep our body healthy, to move our body, to keep our muscles strong, to keep our joints um you know, moving to keep our bones healthy, to keep our heart healthy, to keep our brains and our minds healthy. We don't exercise to burn calories. So yeah, just a little pep talk about, you know, feeling like you've had a shitty day and trying to avoid falling into the fuck it bucket. So actually what Carolyn did yesterday was really good. She looked at her day, she'd acknowledged she'd had a bit of um, a, you know, an unusual day for, for what she's trying to do at the moment. She tracked her food. She realized actually it wasn't that bad. Okay, draw a line under it. I'm going to reset and move on tomorrow. And all is well. So that concludes the Q&A from today. If any of you have got any worries, drop a message in the group. Please let us know. And if anyone listening to this podcast is interested in joining the next round of the Shape Up program, slide into my DMs. You can find me on Instagram at coached underscore by underscore Claire. Or you can visit my website, coachedbyclaire.com. As always, Claire has no I in it. Thank you so much for coming to listen. I hope this has been helpful. And as always, I'll see you in the next episode.